Welcome to the last 8% morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It's so great to be with you today. In today's episode, do you sometimes find yourself restless, unable to sit still, feeling a lack of ease, maybe even a little fearful, and not sure exactly how to deal with it? The fact is we are not very skilled at being uncomfortable. While we might be highly trained in dealing with it, that is, we have observed the models in our life, how they deal with it, and we've replicated those behaviors over and over. So in a sense, you could call that our training. The fact is this training has not been particularly productive for us, and it leaves us with more, not less suffering. In this episode, we describe how to be uncomfortable. And this is part one of our five-minute book club series that will appear every now and then in our podcast. We are reading Pema Chodron's classic, What to Do When Things Fall Apart. And today we will describe a different way of being with our discomfort so that we can live with more ease and grace upon the earth. Let's walk. Out walking, moving as we are able, enjoying this glorious day, standing tall, looking around and feeling grateful, feeling our feet on the ground, feeling our belly rise and fall. And just arriving in this moment. Just feel your heels contact the earth. And feel your knees as they move. Feel your hands and your arms. At the start of our structure to our morning, after we've made our bed, after we've had our five-minute book club, we walk and we pay attention to our belly and our body and we just arrive in the moment. And we tune in and we use two barometers. Something I'm going to talk about in a separate episode, but it's part of a system of sensations that we feel inside the body. So we have our senses for outside the body, but we have inside. And there's really only two in the interoceptive system, which is what it's called, that we can feel, which is a barometer of pleasant, unpleasant, and a barometer of calm, not calm. So just feel your whole body from head to toe. And just feel all the different sensations that are on the calm neutral or not calm spectrum. We're not pushing anything away. We're just being present with whatever is. We're befriending 
whatever is. And now do the same for the pleasant, neutral to unpleasant spectrum. Just tune in. And by the way, you might have a lot of neutral or a, a lot of pleasant. You might not have a lot of unpleasant. Sometimes when we do sitting meditation, at the end of a longer sit, let's say 45 minutes or an hour, we can really feel some sensations in our knees or our backs where there's unpleasant or not calm. But right now, just pay attention from head to toe. And again, if it's lots of neutral and pleasant, wonderful. If there's lots of unpleasant, wonderful. We are just being with what is. We're building a wisdom. That's part of the mindfulness practice. It's not just about calming our mind. That's maybe at times an outcome, but it's not the point of the practice. No, the point of the practice is that we are being with ever more difficult situations with a different relationship. And we take responsibility and we move in. We don't run away. And we learn from our most difficult, our last 8% situations. And we transform. It is so great to walk with you today. So moving now, just before we do, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. Moving to our idea of the day. You want to live a life of meaning. You want to be purposeful. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast. You've already self-selected. You want to be thoughtful, live a, maybe a more examined life. By the way, maybe it's just you want to have a, sim you have a simple wish just to be more at ease, more happy. But you struggle. You struggle at times feeling a certain amount of discomfort possibly a little fearful, not at ease, and you're not sure how best to deal with it. And the fact is that we are just not very skilled at being uncomfortable. It's just true. Our habitual ways of dealing with our internal experience is not something that we've trained in a particularly effective way at. As the Stoic philosopher Seneca has said, we are more often frightened than hurt, and we suffer from imagination than from reality. We suffer more from imagination than from reality. We just aren't very good at managing our mind, and we do suffer from our imagination. It's not something we've learned in our schools. This is why I am so passionate about teaching emotional intelligence in our courses at IWHP, in this podcast, in this whole last 2% project, because this is not something we've learned in our schools. And many of us 
are often on autopilot in a trance-like state of thought and rumination and worry and reacting to everything that comes into our consciousness. And what's at stake if we don't deal particularly well with this discomfort? We just get more suffering, more dis-ease. While pain is inevitable, we will feel a certain amount of pain in our life and we can't necessarily get away from it. Suffering is optional and suffering is all about our reaction and that part is optional. We don't have to suffer as much as we do. And maybe what's also at stake, and maybe as importantly or more importantly, is that we, we fail to learn from our situation. And this is particularly, particularly where I love Pema Chodron's work in general and definitely in this book, When Things Fall Apart. I'm so excited to finally have our five-minute book club series begin. But, you know, when she talks about what's at stake if we are not able to see clearly how we are living and how we react, She writes, nothing ever goes away until it has taught us what we need to know. Nothing ever really attacks us except our own confusion. Maybe the only enemy is that we don't like the way reality is now and therefore wish it would go away fast. But what we find is that nothing ever goes away until it has taught us what we need to know. If we run 100 miles an hour to the other end of the continent in order to get away from the obstacle, we find the very same problem waiting for us when we arrive. It just keeps returning with new names, forms, manifestations until we learn whatever it has to teach us about where we are separating ourselves from reality, how we are pulling back instead of opening up, closing down instead of allowing ourselves to experience fully whatever we encounter without hesitating or retreating into ourselves. Wow. There's a lot in that quote. But she is clearly, well, I'd say on to something, but it's more than being on to something. There's a clarity in this writing. What's at stake if we continue with this ineffective approach is that we are always on the lookout for an escape. We're never at ease. We feel more suffering. And it means we don't actually learn from our situation. If we use our usual habit or predictable default behavior of either avoiding pushing it away or getting hooked, getting entangled and making a mess, we never actually look at our experience with a clear-eyed scene, and so the suffering continues. What I love about this book is the challenge that she gives us to see with clarity. What does that mean, seeing with clarity? It means we work to try to become more intimate with fear, and rather than treating it as a problem to be solved, we use it as a tool for transformation. Okay, she didn't quite say that last part about transformation. Those were my words. But that's really her point. She writes, Bravery is not the absence of fear, 
but the intimacy with fear. Let me say that again. It's a great line. Bravery is not the absence of fear, but the intimacy with fear. And this is the whole point of our Last 8% project and this podcast. We are on a journey to build the tools of managing our emotions so that we move into fear. We move into discomfort and look at it and not run away from it. And in so doing, we become transformed, not fully, not in this moment, but little by little, bit by bit. That's why this is a practice. That's why we need to get up in the morning and walk or whenever we can walk and listen to the podcast and do the work. Emerson wrote, when a, resol- when a resolute young fellow steps up to the great bully, the world, and takes him boldly by the beard, he's often surprised to find it comes off in his hand and that it was only tied on to scare away the timid adventurers. To be a last day percenter means we take on our fears and our discomfort. We don't run. We are not timid adventurers. We take responsibility for our situations, for our emotions. We are heroes and heroines on a journey where we use these last 8% situations, the, the smaller internal ones or the, you know, what seemingly are the larger external ones as opportunities to learn and transform. So feel your feet on the ground. Feel where it's cool and where it's warm around your foot. Stand tall, look around, feel grateful. I, for one, have such gratitude for Pema Children's work, her writing, and I'm loving this book. I hope you are as well. And if you haven't started reading it, please, you know, grab it. Start reading it. Five minutes a day. Use it instead of your darn, our darn cell phone so we don't get hooked. So we can grow our wisdom, grow our skills. Let's move to our three by three. And just before we do, if you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The more reviews, the better it is. Share it with your friends. Do the work. All of us. Me too. Just keep, begin again, begin again to do the work. To be present, to not run. Now, three by three. Take three breaths right down into our toes, calming this body. Now moving to three gratitudes. What can you feel gratitude for in this moment without working very hard? What comes to mind? If you're a long-time listener, are you finding that the more you do this gratitude practice, it just starts to spring up during the day? 
If that's true for you, it doesn't surprise me because we are building new neural pathways. We are crafting our brain. We're neural architects at work. And that's what will happen. So, and three goals for today. What do you want to get done today? Fantastic. Again, standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful as we finish our session and we think about bringing this energy and this momentum into the day. Let me read one more quote from Pema Chodron from When Things Fall Apart. She wrote, when we protect ourselves so we won't feel pain, that protection becomes like armor, like armor that imprisons the softness of the heart. It is time to throw off the armor, my friends. It's time to free our heart and become all that we can be. Have a wonderful day.